Okay, let's get started. Uh, this week is no longer Hanukkah, but uh, if you, you may have noticed that the world around us seems to be celebrating a, another holiday, so I thought we would discuss some of the shilas that I got related to, um, related to December 25th and you know, things that, 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 uh, that are somehow related to it. I got a call from a rabbi a couple, uh, about a week and a half ago uh, saying a young rabbi is his first year uh, in, in the Rabbanus and he said I got the strangest Shaila I said welcome to the club and he said uh, he said that a fellow called him up and said listen I'm, I'm uh, you know middle aged man I have a nice big belly I have a nice white beard and I could use a little extra money and you know would it, would it be a problem if I would volu- not volunteer if I would work as a, as a Santa Claus at, at the mall and that way uh, you know, I make a couple of extra bucks so the rabbi said, you know, he told him no. He said, I mean, he told him, yes, it will be a problem. No, you can't do it. Uh, and he wanted to talk it through with me, like, what, what exactly are the issues with doing that? But the, the reason, that itself is not such an interesting shayla. It's a humorous shayla, but it's not such an interesting, an interesting shayla. I was telling this to my 11th grade shir, and then an interesting shayla came up. I was telling this to my 11th graders in DRS, and uh, one of the boys... What? <laughs> One of the boys said that uh, he said that that he has a, a he said you know what's so bad about Santa Claus? So I said, what do you mean what's so bad about Santa Claus? He said, well, you know, there's a guy in my neighborhood. He lives in Jamaica States. He said there's a, there's a non-Jew in Jamaica States who has this massive house. Is anyone here from Jamaica States originally? No. So it's a massive house, very very wealthy non-Jew, and uh, this this fellow has a, like, a winter wonderland on his front lawn every year. He hires a Santa Claus to come, who comes to his, you know, comes to his house and gives out gifts. Kids, kids from the neighborhood come, they have snacks, they have hot dogs, they have everything, anything you could ever want. And, the, you know, and, 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 and he gives gifts. I Meaning what happens is a kid will come and will sit on his lap and he'll say to the kid, uh, have you been a good boy this year? And the kid will say, yes, what would you like? And the kid would say an iPad, and then he'll give him a basketball. You know, and that's the, and, and that that's that's what everybody gives. Like you know, basketball's not bad. So a lot of from kids from the neighborhood were coming because it's free, and he's giving you gifts. And the fellow himself noticed that a lot of from kids are coming. So in order to satisfy the from Santa Claus goers, he wanted to make sure there was kosher food for them. So he asked this Talmud of mine, an eleventh grader who is this neighbor, you know, would, would you mind, I'll pay you 50 bucks, go to the kosher supermarket and buy some kosher food, and that way, you know, we'll have, we'll have what to feed the from kids. Also, you know, the, the Jewish kids will, will be able to have kosher food, will be able to offer full service, they'll have kosher food for the, for the kids as well. He said, you know, buy, so he said, what should I buy? He said, buy some hot dogs, buy some, he said, no, no, it's not going to work that way. There's bishalakum, there's the kosher of the grill, like, I didn't know, but, so okay, but at least potato chips, some, uh, some popcorn, and he's willing to pay him 50 bucks. Now the kid said, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a big Santa Claus fan, but I like money, so, you know, for 50 bucks, maybe, maybe I should be able to do it. And then he said, you know, it could be it could be that if Jewish kids are going to go there anyway, you know, providing them with kosher food might take away any taifa they might have of eating non-kosher gingerbread cookies or whatever else they're they're serving at uh, at this at this 
Santa Fest. So the question now became two questions. We have the question of can one per- what are the problems? What are the issues of volunteering to be a Santa Claus? And even if you're not going to volunteer to be a Santa Claus, can you can can this 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 boy um, participate? He said to me that that I said really from kids go. I couldn't believe it. I said from kids go to this, and that's you know. It's a, he said yeah. He said uh, I said did you ever go? He said, I used to. I said, by used to, you mean when you were in 10th grade? He said, 9th, you know, 9th grade. <laughs> so apparently there, there, are, there are kids that, 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 that go to this. So is that, um, it, should, he, should he purchase the kosher snacks for the, for the other person? I'll just, uh, I'll get all the questions out at the beginning now. Another question that, um, that I was asked that doesn't relate directly to the holiday per se um, a fellow was renting a house in North Woodmere, and he was renting from a Christian family who owns the house. And in the backyard, when he when he you know looked at the house, when he came when he moved into the house, he noticed if somebody didn't notice it before, he noticed a a statue of a woman holding a baby in the backyard. And he discovered that that's not just any woman holding a baby. That was um, you know, the Virgin Mary holding baby Yashka in the, in the in the backyard. And he had this statue. So he did what any good Jewish person would do. He called up the owner of the house and said, you know, would you mind removing your pestle v'chol t'muna shabbat shalom shabbat mitachas from from the yard? And the person said, yeah, I would mind. I want it there. Uh, he said, you know, it's really a little uncomfortable. The, the guy, so the owner said, but it protects the house. Uh, by the way, it di- this was a couple of years ago. It didn't protect the house in Sandy. So, but okay, but <laughs> you may be shocked to, to learn. But <laughs> the, the guy said it protects the house. So this, this guy wanted to know, am I not allowed to rent this house because this thing is here? What do I do with it? Can I just cover it up? Is there anything that I'm, that I'm supposed to do with it? Is this a problem in any way? Is this a halachic problem? Is it just something that gives me the creeps, but it's not a, it's not a halachic problem? Well, what, what, what exactly is this? So those are, those are, uh, are our shilas. I want to start, unless you, any, there are any objections, I want to start with the, with the first one, with the fellow who wanted to volunteer to be Santa Claus. Even though it's the easiest answer, but I think it's, it, it helps set the tone. I mean, the issues that come up will help educate us about a lot of the other things that, uh, that we would discuss in the other shilas anyway. Um, the first question is, is, being, is volunteering to be a Santa Claus chukas akum? Uh, the definition of chukas akum, the... Well, you not volunteering, right? You're getting paid. I'm saying getting paid, yeah. I mean, is, is working as a Santa, I should say. Is working as a Santa, is dressing up as Santa. Is it chukas akum? Nafkamina might be, can you do it on Purim? You dress up as a Santa on Purim. You're not participating in their holiday. You know, so, right, that's a, there, there was that uh, picture going around a while ago of a uh, whole Hasidic family dressed up as Santa. They, they didn't know. They thought it was some, some uh, Americanish Rebbe, you know. But, uh, but the, 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 the question is, is that, uh, is that a violation of Chukasakum? So what's the definition of Chukasakum? How do we define what's called Chukasakum, what's not called Chukasakum? So Shulchan Kufayin Ches and Ramah, according to the Marik, it's pretty clear that anything that there's no known reason for, or that we know the reason for and has some level of pretzels involved, or we know it comes, it, it originates from Avodah is a violation of, uh, of Chukas Akum. What's the, uh, the, the Lashon? I think I even have the Shulchan Aruch, the, the Lashon right here. 
Shulcharach and Kufay and Ches. Ein holchid bechukos of the chavim or yilbash malbushem yuchadam. We shouldn't wear clothing that's designated specifically for them. We shouldn't get, grow our hair the way they grow their hair. They used to have this thing where they would shave the head on the sides and grow their hair long. When I was uh, a teenager in the nineties, that was uh, that was a very popular haircut for people to no. want to get. That, uh, what? No. no, it's back again. Okay, these things always go they go in circles. So. Um, <laughs> So that was a, that's a, that's a type of Ovid Kochavim haircut, and the Ramah adds Aliyeh Muvdul Mehem B'Malbusha B'Shar Maisav. Person should be separate from the Ovid Kochavim in the way he dresses in all of his actions. The Kolze Eino Asrela B'Davar Shnagubo Ovid Kochavim L'Shom Pritzos. This is when it comes to issues of pritzos, like wearing certain types of clothing that are pritzostic clothing, is a violation of chukasakum also, men or women, to wear certain types of clothing that are considered to be parutz. And he says that anything, O bedavar shenagu leminag velachok vein tam bedavar, that anything that there's no good logical explanation for, Shakti used to always give the example, you know, there's, there's a lot of things Goyim do that you were allowed to do because there's a very good logical explanation. He used to always say, the, just because the French eat French fries, it doesn't mean that, that there's no, uh, that, that it's Chukasakum because it's Yesh Botam, it's delicious. So there's nothing wrong with having, uh, with having, with having French fries. Just because, uh, you know, non-Jews wear short jackets instead of wearing kapatas, it doesn't make it a Chukasakum to not wear a kapata because it's much more comfortable to sit down when you have a short jacket than if you have a long jacket. So it makes sense. It's a logical thing. So it's not going to be a violation. Debrettina writes in one tshuva about certain uh, about about the rabbis in the OU. He said uh, you can't trust the kashrus because uh, one of the reasons he gives is Rabbeinu Holchin Bebegadim Kitzarim that uh, the rabbis walk with, go around with short jackets and that's. Uh, also, the Kalmine Magazine in Besoch Besam. They have all sorts of magazines in their house. I don't know what he's referring to. So, uh, so, so anyway, so the, 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 uh, the, the, the definition of Kulkasakim is something that's Aimbotam because it might come from the Shemitzavod Zara. So, on the surface, you would say, no, Santa Claus? Mm-hmm. It would definitely fit. Something that comes from the Shemitzavod Zara. Now, it's. Okay, so what is Santa Claus exactly? It's uh, it's a more complicated story. What 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 Santa Claus is exactly? Santa, the whole holiday, the whole December twenty fifth holiday, is a, a, a real challenge of like different things that they threw together on December twenty fifth. Um, if you go through some of the history of it, it's fascinating. I mean, uh, you know, Saint Nicholas's Day is really December sixth, but the early Christians, their main goal, their, their shita, what they were trying to accomplish was convert as many people to Christianity as possible. In order to do that, they had to adopt a lot of the pagan rituals that pagans were, you know, would observe in their, in their religions as a way of saying, look, it's comfortable here. It's okay. We can do it. Look, we'll celebrate December 25th for you. That was a pagan day. That was a pagan holiday. Well, they had nothing to do with the birth of Yashka. The birth of Yashka was not... De- there, there is a machlokas amongst the, uh, the historians and theologians when, when Yashka was born, there's one thing that there's no machlokes about. They all agree it was not December 25th. It may have been in March, it may have been September 11th, interestingly. It may have been, uh, I don't know, there are lots of days where it might have been, but it's with every, it was not on December 25th. 
That was a, a pagan uh, addition. And there were lots of different groups of pagans. The whole tree thing comes from pagans. The whole uh, caroling comes from pagans. The gingerbread man comes from pagans. All of it. It's just different groups of pagans that they all managed to, to put together on, on the same day. So the, the, uh, the, the, the modern version of, of Santa Claus, what we know of as uh, that jolly fellow with the rosy cheeks, uh, is really a, also a combination of different things. Some pagan, some Christian. Saint Nicholas was, uh, was, was sainted. They, they say Coca-Cola also, that, that, that certainly popularized this notion, but really predate, it predated Coca-Cola. Right in the 1800s, they had this notion of this jolly fellow, um, because the original Santa Claus used to be a mean guy. He was like, you better not shout, you better not pout, because Santa Claus is coming to the... You know, he's like, he's, he, was, he was not a nice fellow, not someone that you... But uh, then they, they, they changed his image a little bit, and he became someone who gives gifts. Someone, so this, this rabbi told me that, uh, that, that, that he spoke to Rav Shechter and asked him about, about dressing up as Santa and whether it would be Chukas And he said, Rav Shechter wasn't convinced that it would be Chukas because he said, it's so not at all related to anything in any religion that every guy knows that it's a Narishkeit. Every Jew knows it's a Narishkeit. Everyone knows it's a Narishkeit. There's no one that, he, that thinks that it has any religious significance. There's no, no serious theologian that would think that it has any, any religious significance. So everyone knows that it's a Narishkeit that people do, that it, because it's fun or whatever. So he wasn't convinced that it's Kukasakim. I wasn't sure about that, because the way the Ramah says it is anything that, that, that might have a Shemetz of a Maltazar, might, might have a Shemetz that maybe he came from some pagan ritual. The, this does have at least the Shemetz. First of all, Christianity itself would pass on the Zavod But plus, you had the pagan element, which of course is Zavod So you have, you have the, and, and it has at least the Shemetz of it. So I, I thought that maybe it would be a violation of, uh, of Chukas Akum. But again, I didn't have a chance to speak to uh, Rav Shechter about it. I, I don't know what his thinking was exactly into, as far as why it's not Chukas Akum, or why it might not be Chukas Akum, nor do I know that he necessarily said that. But someone that I trust a lot said that Rav Shechter at least thought that it might be possible that it's not Chukas Akum. Even having said that, it doesn't mean you can work as a Santa Claus at the mall. One of my chaverim told me, a Rebbe in Yeshiva with me, told me that uh, he remembers when he was six years old, he was by his grandparents in Cleveland, and his grandfather was not so religious, took him to the mall, and it was around this time of the year, and you know, he saw a guy sitting there, and he said, all the non-Jewish kids were having a good time, so this little six-year-old with the yamaka on his head, and he said, can I, can I go sit in Santa's lap? And his grandfather said, sure, why not? So he goes and he sits on the guy's lap, and the, uh, the, the fellow turns to him and says, what do you want for Hanukkah, young man? And, and he looks at the guy and he says, oh my God, that's the guy that sits next, that sits next to Zaydi and Shul. Taco was, it was the guy that sits next to Zaydi and Shul. So it, it, it doesn't mean that, that, that you're allowed to do it, even though apparently it's, uh, it's sometimes uh, done. They, I'm told, you know, when I started, I started mentioning this to people, I got a whole bunch of stories. There's, uh, in Macy's, apparently, there's two full floors of Macy's that are dedicated to like this amazing, Santa's workshop kind of thing where you they take a picture and for just thirty dollars you can bring that picture home and then you know all this this whole amazing operation apparently the whole operation is owned by like a Jew from Lakewood or something you know <laughs> the whole thing so that's a different story Jews in, in, in historically were very involved in selling uh, Christian religious items. 
that we already have from the times of the Ramah. We have tshuvas and, uh, and discussions in Polskim about Jews selling uh, uh, crosses and, uh, and, and, and things like that. Um, as you know, to make a parnasa. So that was that. That's something that that, uh, that that existed for a while. But being Santa may be a different different issue. Part of the issue is not just the Kasakam issue. What does a Santa do all day in the in the mall? What does he say to every single kid that comes? What do you want for Christmas? Right, and wishes a merry. And, you know, like that. That may be usher also. Meaning, you're you're wishing someone a. Happy holiday on a holiday that's a holiday of Avodzara. So that that's that's probably not okay. Rav Shechter even told us once, if I recall correctly, and I, I emailed his son this week just to confirm that I was right about this and try to get a Hezbo for it. I, I think I know the Hezbo. I just wanted to, to verify. He said he wasn't sure of the Hezbo, but I am right that I remember Rav Shechter saying this: that you're not even allowed to say Happy Holidays. That when people say to you Happy Holidays, you shouldn't say Happy Holidays back. So I, the reason I remember Rav saying this is because I asked Rav Shechter, so what should you say? I said, can you say you too? He said, no, because if they said Happy Holidays, saying you too, you're saying you do have Happy Holidays. He said, you should say Season's <laughs> Greetings. What are, they, what are you, a card? <laughs> seasons, I thought that was like, it sounds so funny because they say Season's Greetings. So he, he had other suggestions of, uh, of what, you, what, what you could say or Happy New Year maybe or something like that, um, but not to say Happy Holidays. That you shouldn't say it because it's Ki'ilu. And, and what I thought the Hezber might be is that uh, Rabbi Yehuda Balsam suggested to me that the Hezber might be that you're telling the, just like the Mishnah in uh, Shavias that we discussed once says that if you see uh, a Jew working the karka during Shemitah, you're not allowed to say, good luck today, or uh, have a great day of work, because you're not allowed to encourage an Avera. A guy working the karka because a guy's allowed to, you're allowed to, you're allowed to encourage. But anything that someone's not allowed to do that you hold as an Isser, you're not allowed to encourage that Isser. So to say happy holidays, and uh, he's, he's, a, he's doing a holiday that's, that's an Avodah holiday, and this assumes like the opinion in Rishonim that it's also for a guy also. That Christianity is not only Avodzara for a Jew, but it's Avodzara for a guy as well. That even encouraging that might be might be some violation. So but certainly to spend the whole day sitting there wishing every kid a merry, you know, that 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 I think would be Lukhora second second round. Now I sent a, a, a letter to Yitzhak Zilberstein this week asking him what he thought about uh, saying happy holiday. First of all, it was funny. You should see the way I describe Santa. <laughs> you know, I sent, I sent the, the Santa Shiloh to him about the kid, you know, buying the... Uh, the so I, I wasn't sure if he was familiar with it. I had to describe, like, you know, what... But anyway, so he said that he thought you could say, you could say happy holidays. He didn't think that uh, that was a problem. He writes... Uh, he wrote to me as follows. I'll, I'll tell you why he said. He writes, Yesh makam la tiro mishum eva. The Gemara in Gittin on Daf Samuch Beis of Alav says Lo Yikane Sadim Lo Beis Oshalav Dichavim Biyom Chagov Biyitin Lo Shalom. They're not supposed to go into a Obed Chavim's house and give him Shalom, but Matzul B'Shuk No Simul B'Safar Rafa Ubekovid Rosh. But if you see him out in the market, so then you could give him a uh, an understated kind of greeting of Shalom. In the Shulchan Aruch Paskins in Simin Kuf Mem Ches Siv Tes in Yerdeya Shulchan Aruch writes. Exactly what the Gemara says, and the Shach says, though the Shach adds that that's only if you can use the word Shalom. Shalom is Shem Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So if you can use the Shem Hashem, you can use the word Shalom. That's where it's a problem. If you're not going to use the word the word Shalom, then certainly it would be uh, it would it would be Mutter. The Shach says, um, even though the Shach the Shach quotes that from uh, 
from from someone from the Bedek Abayis, and then the Shach says, "But the truth is, it's uh, it, it doesn't sound that way from the Gemara. It doesn't sound like it's about the name Shalom. So at least Mishum Eva, we could be makel if uh, if you just happen to run into the guy and he wishes you. So he thought you could for sure say Happy Holidays in that way. That's Nisina Shalom Biyom Chagam. So he wasn't viewing it as encouraging the celebration of the holiday, more just about giving a positive greeting on a day that they are celebrating as their as their chad. It's been secularized a lot, but it certainly has its roots in, well, certainly, it has its roots in, in, in Avodah whether it's Christianity or some other Avodah many other Avodah but, it, you know, there are different elements of it, but it has, it, it definitely has its roots in, in Avodah and that's probably... Was there an issue for the going to celebrate? So if it's an Avodah holiday, then probably, yeah. I mean, it has its roots, but it's not really, he's not worshipping anything. Right, meaning for us to do chukasakum would be something that we are choshesh has roots in Avodah But if he doesn't worship it as an Avodah he doesn't view it as a day of... Uh, yeah, but they do, they, there's a lot of prayer and whatever, it's not, it's not just, I think, I think so, yeah. Midnight Mass, there's things like that. I don't, I don't know much about it, but I think, I think they view it as a religious, as a religious event, yeah? Um, assuming we borrowed the idea of giving gifts on Hanukkah from Santa Claus, would that be chukasakum also? Um... Assuming that we borrowed now, where did Santa Claus got that from? It wasn't even Saint Nick's thing. It was uh, someone else. I forgot who. It was another. It was a pagan thing, I think. Also, the giving gifts. Um, if if we took it from their from their practice, and it's not something that we would otherwise do, then I guess uh, you know, I guess it would be. I don't know. Is that is that where we got it from? No, there must be other explanations why we give so much. New Year's also, I believe, has religious roots. Yeah. yeah. The same probably would apply to New Year's. To say Happy New Year, you say. Yeah. Yeah. I think Rav Shefter thought that that was so... I Meaning that even the Goyim don't view as a uh, as a religious thing. I mean, the Goyim view, Christ, they, they view Christmas as a... Uh, but they don't think they view New Year's as a, uh, as a religious holiday. If, if the non... If by not wishing... Um, a guy, a happy holiday, especially, you say, for example, the different security guards that came in today, even though it technically could be an off day for them, to wish... Would it, she definitely wish them something. To, to avoid, a, say, it could be that by not wishing them, it could lead to a chilish of mind. Right, so you definitely wish them something. That's what Shefter said, season's greetings. He had another eight, so I forgot what the other eight so was. But he had says, you know, they come up with something, something nice to Zilberstein. say. <laughs> what? He said we can rely on Rav Zilberstein. You can rely on Rav yeah, from the stomach, you can rely on Rav Zilberstein for that. Yeah? Anything that you make up and say, what's the difference between that and Happy Holidays? They know that you're doing it because of their holiday. Yeah, but season's greetings means enjoy the winter. For that day that you're specifically saying something special. Right, but you're not saying, you know, if, if you just say, have a great winter season, even though, you know, that, it, I don't know. Um, a third issue that I thought if you're going to volunteer, not volunteer, if you're going to be hired as a Santa, is you can't choose who gets to sit on your lap and who doesn't, right? Everyone that gets online gets to sit on your lap. So, Mustama, a girl above the age of, according to the Chazanish, three, according to the, some of you, if you even know the name Chazanish, you're not volunteering, but, uh, you know, <laughs> according to the Chazanish, three, and according to the Mishnah Brura, you know, six or seven, or whatever the age is, when, uh, when the girl grows up, becomes a young lady, when you shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't be putting her on your lap anymore, and some of there are girls that age that are coming sitting in your lap, so some of that would be a problem as well. Then I thought of another problem, 
The, uh, because just when I was asked this, Shaila, someone sent me, a woman sent me an email asking if it's mutter for her to buy red sneakers. And I said, what? <laughs> and she said, it's mutter to buy red sneakers. So she said, I heard that, that it's usher to buy red. Um, so why is it asr? So I didn't read you that whole Rama before. The Rama in Kofa and Ches, when he talks about... When he talks about... What? No, no, not the shulei. She, she said, oh, I heard something about the shulei. Also, that's a different issue. That's, that's the, the Gemara in Sanhedrin talks about uh, Yaharik Valyavar, that even, uh, even if, we, uh, if the Gaim uh, demand that we change from Jewish shulaces to non-Jewish shulaces. But this is different. There are more rights that what's an example of a begit shall pritzus that a person is not allowed to wear, that he, uh, man or woman, he says, kigon um, that they wear red clothing. So it's chukasakum for us. That's the example he gives. That it's chukasakum to wear red clothing because that's a minik shall pritzus. Unbelievable, no? So the question is, do we... Yeah? Is that only gender even now? Ah, so that's one question. Is only, and also, is it dafka red or is it just anything that's pritzus? And if it's really pritzus, why do you need it to be chukasakum? Shouldn't it be also because it's pritzus? So there's, there's a lot of discussion. There's a surprising amount of discussion. <coughs> In the post about this, I was talking about this recently. One of my... One of the, the, the uh, fellows who davens in my shul told me that when he got married, he's a Chavetz Chaim guy, he said when he got married, his wife asked him to, to ask the Rebetzin, um, Rav, um, Rav Hanuk's wife, who is the daughter of Rav Naftali Trapp, um, right? Am I right about that? Anyone know? I think so. Rav Hanuk's wife is Rav Naftali Trapp's daughter. And he asked him to ask, ask the Rebetzin if she's allowed to wear red clothing, if she's allowed to buy red clothing. And, and, and the Rebetzin said that the Minig in Europe, the way she remembers it, was that, she, that you shouldn't wear all red, but a single baguette of red is fine. Like a red skirt is okay, a red shirt is okay, but not a red dress, it's, uh, it's all red. Very interesting. There, there are many communities where, uh, where women won't buy any red. They won't, they won't, and certainly the men, you know, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't wear anything, anything red because it's neither black nor white. So, um, you know, they, 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 wouldn't, they wouldn't wear anything that's, uh, that's, that's red at all. Esther Shafter, he said he didn't think it was really about red. He thought it was more about what's, what's going to be attention-grabbing, what's going to make everyone turn around, and, you know, and that, that, that kind of pizza. And he said, men should stay away from that kind of thing also. You know, the, the, certainly the proper way to dress is not a way that draws attention to yourself. If you ever read the Orchus Sadikim Shara Gaiva, where he describes how to dress, he describes how a person is supposed to dress. So essentially he says, if you ever... If, if you ever learned Archa Sadiqim, it's beautiful because what he does is every single Midah, he says there's no such thing in the world as a bad Midah. And there's no such thing as a good Midah. There are Midahs that you can use badly and Midahs that you can use well. So even Gaiva, which he says is the worst of all Midahs that exist, it's the gateway Midah to every bad Midah on earth, uh, even that has, a, has a, a little bit of a positive because he says, for example, a person is going to wear the nicest clothing, the fanciest clothing, wants everyone to look at him, that's, that's a bad kind of gaiva. So he wants to go, minakatsa alakatsa. And he said, okay, so I'm going to wear tattered clothing and dirty clothing. I'm never going to bathe and I'm going to smell. And that way I'll, I'll be really far from a bal gaiva. I'll be, but that's not appropriate either. You shouldn't, uh, a person has to have a certain sense of dignity, a certain sense of respect. A person is supposed to look at the communal norm around him as what type of clothing people wear and not try to outdo it. And not try to, to underdo it, to, to dress in a way that fits the way other people more or less are dressing. I say that as I'm the only one wearing a tie here. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> so, 
that's that's the uh, that, that's the way a person is, is supposed to dress, not to be. But it's interesting wearing a red suit. <laughs> you know, according to uh, according to those that are mocked about the, the the red issue, the would 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 be a problem for a man also. I mean, those who take it literally, and there are those who take it literally. You take it very. The Rav Yashiv is quoted in Alichus Bas Yisrael that men and women should not wear a red garment, but that's only if it's if it's 100% red, if it's really bright red, if it's like purple or, you know, some sort of uh, maroon or something like that, that would be okay. Just red is not okay. Now, a Santa outfit, that's red. That's, that's really red. Um, that I saw online, someone sent me, when I started talking to people about it, someone sent me an article about, uh, an article about, about Rav Steinman. This uh, fellow had made Aliyah and, and his child made a seum in yeshiva, and Steinman had come to the, to the seum to encourage the boys in their learning, and he showed up to the seum, and there was red tablecloths, red plastic tablecloths, and he said, what's going on over here? Well, Gaisha color on the tablecloth, and he made them change the table. They, they immediately changed the tablecloth, so Steinman said, to so he takes the red very seriously, it's Rabbi Shem, Gaisha color, it's such a din of a Gaisha color, that it, uh, and the truth is, that's the way it does sound from the Ramah and Marik that he's quoting, is that it is something about red. The source of it is really, is probably, likely, Gemara Masechus Brachas. There's a passage in the Gemara Masechus Brachas where the Gemara tells us, I think it was Ravad Barava, was walking somewhere, and uh, yeah, Ravad Barava, Chazilahi Kutis, Davalavisha Karbalta Bashuka. He saw a Kuti woman wearing some type of provocative clothing in the market, suffered the Bas Yisraeli, and he thought she was Jewish. Come kare mina. So he immediately ripped it off of her. Igloi milsa dekutasi. She's like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm not even Jewish. You know, like, leave me alone. And Shaimua Barbamea Zuzi was an expensive garment. It was worth 400 zuz. Amrla, mashimcha. So he said to her, what's your name? Mashmech. Amrla, motun. She said, my name is Matan. Amrla, Matan, Matan, Abramea Zuzi Shavya. So he said, that's cute, because that sounds like Masayim, so I owe you Matan, Matan, I owe you two times 200, I owe you 400 bucks. So he had to, he had to pay for it. But the Aruch, and Akamara said, what was so preachistic about the clothing? Meaning, most articles of clothing, that even if the woman looks like a Prutza, she'll look like a bigger Prutza after you rip it off of her. Right? So why is it going to help to rip it off of her? So the, the way the Aruch explains it is that it wasn't, uh, you know, the clothing that covered her body, it was like an outer garment that was red. And just the color was so jarring and so attention-grabbing that that's what he thought was, was us. So he, he grabbed that off of her. That was, and, and then it turned out she wasn't Jewish, so it didn't have that issue. But anyway, you don't need to come on to red clothing to say why you shouldn't be a Santa. A Jewish person should not volunteer to be a Santa. What about the, 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 the kid? The kid who wanted to volunteer to, um, to, to buy... Not volunteer, who wanted to get paid the 50 bucks to buy the kosher snacks for the... For, for everybody that was going to come. Huh? So Rav Shechter thought that uh, if there's a chance that he's going to save a Jewish kid from eating non-kosher food, then he should do it. It's worth it. Because the whole thing's an Irish guide anyway. The whole thing is that you're getting paid 50 bucks, you're not really participating, and that way if you'll be able to save a, uh, a Jewish kid from eating non-kosher food, it's worth it. Rav Zilberstein, after I you know, sent him the whole letter trying to explain Santa, um, <laughs> wrote back, he says, two reasons why he should not do it. First, he says, 
you shouldn't be makabel matanos from the guy. That absolutely Jewish kids should not be going and, and getting gifts. And he said, for two reasons that you should not be going and getting gifts. And none of the reasons are the reasons I would have said. So I, I would think you shouldn't go because you shouldn't participate. And the same reason Jewish kids shouldn't go trick-or-treating. If you have a holiday that clearly comes from pagan or avodah you know, sources, Jewish participation is discouraged in that holiday. So you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't have Jewish kids go. Zubasin said two other reasons. He says, first of all, Shulchanar writes in Yardesim Kufmem Chesif, Hey, Ovid Kuchavim Sheshalach Piyam Chago Doron Yisrael Lei Kablenu Mimenu. That if a guy sends a gift to a Jew on his holiday, he shouldn't be makabal the gift. This is a Gemara in Avodah Zarah on that Vavim Beis. The Gemara tells us that Ahumi Na'a the Shadulei Dinra the Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya Biyom Ido. There was a, uh, a, a a Min who sent on a non-Jewish on an Avodah Zarah holiday sent some money to Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya. Amar and Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya said oh, Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya is. Not Rebbe, that's a common misconception. It's, Rebbe Yudha Nasiya is the grandson, grandson or great-grandson? Grandson. Of, grandson of Rebbe. Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi, they, they both mean Hanasi, but in order to differentiate the Zayda from the, from the Anakul, we call Rebbe Rebbe Yudha Hanasi, and Rebbe Yudha Nasiya is a grandson who was also a Nasi, so we call him Rebbe Yudha Nasiya. So anyway, so the Gemara tells us, Rebbe Yudha Nasiya says, so hey, what should I do? Ashkele Azulu Moda, if I take it from him, he's going to go and be Moda to the Avodah Zarah. Oh, look, the, the Chashva Rabbi accepted my gift. Lo Ashkele, I don't take it from him. So Havile Eva, that's not going to be good. If I deny his gift, if I reject his gift, it's going to be bad for the Jew non Jew relationship. Samele Rishlakish Tul Zrokle Bar, the fun of. Take it and throw it into a bar. Amar calls it and right in front of him. So he'll see that you discarded it so he won't go and, and, and thank his Avodazara because he'll see that you didn't benefit from it. Amar calls came to Havileva. What do you mean? If I do that, then that's, that's worse than not accepting it. You might say, ah, thank you very much. And then like ripping it up in front of him and you know, that, that's, that would be terrible. That would, that, would, that would really hurt the relationship. So Gemara says, I don't mean to actually throw it into a bar, but let him see that you don't get use out of it. Like trip and have it fall into a bar or something. Meaning do something in a way that it's not going to be obvious that you're... So the, the story with Kamsa and Bar Kamsa is the, the um, you know is where that, that issue comes up. Um, the it, it's not that that, the, that that you can if I'm not mistaken it's not that you can shecht in the base of English if he has meaning it's what they don't consider a mum it's just what they they wouldn't uh, have considered a mum but either way a guy is allowed to volunteer karbanos a guy is allowed to bring karbanos to the base of English but if here we're specifically talking about receiving a gift from him in honor of his holiday, meaning where it's about his holiday, because he's going to go back and be moded to the, to the Avodah Zarah, that look, the Jew accepted my gift. Now, I never would have associated this, this Gemara with this event that's going on. Yeah? If you break your back and then he brings you a new one the next day, are you going to accept it then? <laughs> keep breaking it, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. So Rashi says, you should do it in such a way that's kalachriyad, shaloyovin shemidas hashlacha. So you should, he shouldn't realize he did it on purpose, but since he sees that you're not benefiting, benefiting from it, he's not going to be happy, he's not, gonna, he's not going to, uh, to go thank his Avodah Zarah. 
So it sounds like you do have to do it in front of him, and he has to see that you don't get any benefit from it. So Zilbasin says, uh, so based on that Gemara, Shulchanach writes that not only not only should you not give a gift to the Chavim on the day of his Chag, unless you know, Shulchanach says, that he's not very religious, that he's not the kind of person that's going to be molded to the Avodah Zarah, and he doesn't, he doesn't worship Avodah Yisrael. And if he sends something to you, you shouldn't uh, be makabal. And if you're worried about Eva, make sure he sees that you're not going to benefit from it. That's what Shulchan says. So, says the Zilberstein, uh, uh, in the Shuvah he sent me this week, that uh, that's reason number one, that the kids shouldn't go. That they're going to get, uh, it's going to be accepting the gift. Now, why would I think maybe this doesn't apply over here? Right, the minute of the same be a day of the chavim. This whole, the, the whole, the whole holidays. Uh, it's again, he's got. He's, it's true. He's got. He's, he's he obviously this guy takes it seriously and invests a lot of money into it. You know, but still, I'm not. I'm not convinced that 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 halacha would be uh, would be a major concern that he's going to go and be modest to have a that look all the Jewish kids are taking. Maybe, maybe. Then he says, second reason, this, uh, he must have never been to Jamaica States, he writes, You're not allowed to take tzedakah from a guy. The Gemara Mbabasa talks about in Davyud, and he says it could be that amongst the children that are going to come, Yitachein sheyesham yiladim aniyim, that there are going to be poor kids coming. So the guy told me, no, it's all, it's all Jamaica States kids. Then it's a very nice, uh, well-to-do neighborhood. There's no, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not like kids who never can't afford a basketball that are going. It's just cool to get a free basketball from Santa Claus. But that's that's why they're going. So it's in the stomach. That's not the issue. But is that is that really a thing that we're not allowed to take tzedakah from guy? Where does that come from? So are you familiar with that uh, that issue at all? The Gemara is a fascinating discussion about this in Babasu Davidon days. There are the tzedakah sugyas. In the first paragraph of Basra, very interesting to learn through. Uh, if you ever, uh, if you ever have an opportunity, the tzedaka, the, the Gemara says, the Gemara Darshan is a pasuk. Tzedaka teromim gai. The Gemara says tzedaka is going to raise up a nation, Elu Yisrael. That's a reference to which nation? The Jewish people. It's, it's funny because we we refer to a guy when we use the word guy in, in in the way we use it. It normally means a non-Jew, but the the gayachad baaretz. Is uh, the Jewish people? We are we are a guy. In fact, Kol Mishpachos Adam of is like to say the other nations of the world are are Mishpachos. They're Mishpachos Adama. The only one that's a real guy is us. We're the we're the only real real uh, honest to goodness guyim. So Tzedakah Tzrom Guy is Elu Yisrael. Umikam Chisrael Guy Echad Chesed Leumim Chatas called Tzedakah VeChesed Shaakabosin Chetulahen. Any Tzedakah or Chesed that they do is an Avera for them. Because they're only doing it They're only doing it as a way to stick it to us. But that, and therefore, it turns into an aver. What, what ostensibly should have been a good act turns into turns into an aver. But then the Gemara says that Rabbi Yochanan Zakai says, "I have a different drasha." Well, first Rabbi Nachman ben Akana says that, um, yeah, tzedakah Torah mukai v'chesed li Yisrael uluumim chatas. Then Rabbi Yochanan Zakai says, "I have a different way to dash in the pasuk." Kishem shachatas mechaperes al Yisrael, kach tzedaka mechaperes al umas haolam. Just like a korban chatas is how we get a kapara, the umas haolam get a kapara by giving tzedaka. So tzedaka is a very great zuchus that they have, and the Gemara goes on to say, and therefore we shouldn't be mekabel tzedaka from them 
Because just like we have to do things that will make Mashiach come more quickly, we shouldn't do things that will delay the arrival of Mashiach. And as long as our oppressors have more zuchuyos that they haven't yet exhausted, that will delay the arrival of Mashiach. That will delay the Geula. That's what the Gemara says. Now where do we find that we're supposed to do things that will promote the Geula coming uh, more quickly? Well, uh, the, the Gemara says in Masechus Yivamos, the Gemara says uh, that Ein ben David ba that Mashiach only comes once all the Neshamos are shaken out of the big box of Neshamos up in Shemayim, once they all make their way down to this earth. So one of the reasons why Jews believe in having large families is not just Puruvu, Puruvu is a boy and a girl, so you don't, okay, but a couple of more kids, but a very large family is based on that idea of it helps Mashiach come. Mashiach is only going to come when we're when But we also have an iser to delay the coming of Mashiach to cause the the coming of Mashiach to be postponed by giving Goyim more zechuyos and shulcharak paskins in Yeridaya in Hilchas Sedakah in Rishon Dalid. Also, the Israel little stakam in a ovdik chavim b'farhesia. Shulcharak says we can't do b'farhesia. The concern seems to be, according to the Shulcharak, more of a chil Hashem that everyone's going to see that we rely on, if you learn through the Gemara, there, there, there's that issue also. That everyone's going to see that we need, that it, what's the Chil Hashem, that when, we, when we accept Tzedakah from Gahim? Yeah, that we couldn't take care of our own. If we couldn't take care of our own, we had to rely on them, we couldn't take care of our own. That's a Chil Hashem. But if you're desperate, then it becomes Mutter. But you're not desperate for the basketball. So, if, uh, you're, meaning there, there's a, the Tzitzel Yes, there's a long ma'aracha about this, about collecting tzedakah from, about taking tzedakah from Gaim, because the Tzitzel Yezer was the rabbi uh, for Shari Tzedek before, before Rav Asher Weiss. Well, Rav Asher Weiss currently is the rabbi for Shari Tzedek. Tzitzel Yezer, when Tzitzel Yezer started out as a rabbi, he wasn't so, so known as this great medical halacha expert. He became that way because he had a little shul right near Shari Tzedek and all the doctors used to dive in there and they used to start asking him all the medical questions and sure enough he had to look into them and he started giving shirim in the hospital sometimes and then he became this big uh, medical halacha person. So he has a long marach about that because a guy wants to donate a wing to Shari Tzedek and Shari Tzedek is clearly Jewish hospital. So it's a whole discussion of why it would be mutter. Of, uh, to try to explain why it would be mutter for hospitals. So most of the time if you go, you go to the hospitals you see a lot of Jewish names on, on the wall. But, uh, but there, he has a whole discussion of, of this topic. So Rav thought that maybe it's an Isser Mishum that. That it's an Isser of collecting, of taking stock from the guy, yeah? Can a Jewish organization take money from the government? So, if, A, the government might be different, because the government is something we all support. I mean, anytime you're participating in the system. I once had this debate with someone. Someone wanted to tell you, you're not allowed to give blood because it's lo sechanim. No, we, we all need blood. We all need to participate in the system. So Jews need blood sometimes, and guys need blood. <laughs> and when you participate in a system, that works, and you're doing a good thing. So I think that's, uh, that, 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 would be, uh, that would be permissible. This is something I discussed. I just want to, we have two minutes, I just want to get to the, uh, the statue. <laughs> yeah, the statue in the backyard. So uh, what I told the guy to do, I didn't think it was an issue to, to have it there, but I thought it was very bad for his kids to see that. You know, for every time we play in the yard for the kids to see. So I said, cover it up with a tarp. He said he was able to hide it behind bushes that the kids, uh, the kids wouldn't see it. It was interesting. I'll tell you, I'll read to you what he wrote to me this week. I, I sent it to him this week because I always, it's always fun to have quotes from Zilberstein when I give this year. So he writes, um, 
he writes as follows. Um, Mikra Adin, he says, not, not us. Sort of for the same reason that I would have thought that Ramah writes in Yardin, in some Kufnan Aleph, that if you rent a house from Lovit Chavim, so you should try to be Machmil Chachil, that you shouldn't leave a Dumus Avodazara. Even though this isn't really a Dumus Avodazara, it's more of a symbol of Avodazara than the actual Avodazara, so I don't even think it would for, fall into that category. But even, even so, even if it were that category, it would be Mutter Meikra Adin, just not really unpleasant. But then he writes, Velchain, Emein Loetza Cheres. Yatmino v'yanicho b'beis ha'kisei b'mekomo hara'ilo. Put it in the bathroom where it belongs. I thought that was not such a good idea. First of all, you don't want to bring it into the house. Right now it's outside of the house. Maybe there's another uh, Bnei Brak, New York uh, disconnect. In Bnei Brak, you're always uh, outside. You know, you could be outside 12 months a year. Kids are only in the backyard in, the, in New York four months out of the year. The other, you know, it's too cold the rest of the time. So after I will leave it in the backyard. And you can cover it up there. And you can leave it in the bathroom. And then based like he say that, I don't know, then you see it all the time. I didn't think that that, uh, that, that made a lot of sense. I thought they just uh, let him cover it up. Meikra didn't, it's not us, or it's just really, really a bad kind of chinuch. So I didn't think it should, be, it should be left out, visible for everybody to see. Okay, have a great... Next week is our last, uh, last year of the semester.